Uh, welcome. Uh, this is the uh, Seraph Covering Sheriff. Uh, today we begin to study the Holy Writings. Now, in the last uh, two uh, previous sessions, we uh, cover a little bit about the uh, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, we cover a little bit about uh, my ministry. I am my ministry given by God. And today we begin to study the Holy Writings. Now, remember... Uh, God only speaks through a prophet. Uh, God doesn't speak through theologians, uh, scientists, uh, philosophers, or whatever you find in the world. Uh, God uh, brings a prophet, a being, into existence, uh, and he sends a message uh, to his people uh, through that prophet. So these are the holy writings. The holy writings are separate from any other writings that are in the world. So in the ministry specifics, uh, we uh, clarify uh, quite a few things in there. Uh, but we, uh, we talked about, you know, the literature. Uh, we only employ the holy writings. Uh, we also talked about the approach, talked about uh, methodology and outcomes. Now, this is just to help you understand how we need to come before God. Uh, but there's no approach as, you know, there might be, let's say, in the uh, scientific approach, you know, things of, uh, of the world. Uh, nothing to do with that. So, but I use those uh, to help you understand that when you come before God, you need to have a meek and humble heart. Now, to God, a heart is the mind. It is not the one that pumps the blood. In the world, in the medical science, the heart is the one that pumps the blood. That is what they define as the heart. Now, to God is different. You know, and God is the creator, so God created the heart. The heart is the mind. In uh, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah speaks and says that God uh, tells him that the heart is deceitful above all things and it is exceedingly corrupt. Now, who can know it? Is the answer, no? A psychology, psychiatrist, anything in the world? Uh, no. It says, I, Yahweh, search the mind. I try the heart. I try the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So that you don't deceive yourself, so God gives you according to your doings. Now the mind can be deceived. Either you deceive yourself or someone else deceives you. And even uh, falling uh, falling angels, you know, who are called demons. Uh, Lucifer, uh, falling Lucifer, who is Satan. So Satan is not a concept. It's not an idea. It's not an abstract thing about evil. Um, uh, Lucifer is a being, you know, just like you. You know, you are a being uh, created by God. So uh, it is true that we were born in sin, we were conceived in sin and born into this world in sin, but you are a being. Uh, 
So you didn't happen out of nothing. So God created you. Now, so knowing that God only speaks through a prophet, and knowing the, the messages that God sent to those prophets is what you have with you in the holy writings, we also learn that it's only God, the Holy Spirit, who interprets the holy writings. So there is no uh, human wisdom, human method, uh, whatever humans think they can do to uh, understand the holy scriptures. It is God himself that opens your mind and gives you that understanding. Uh, that's important to, to remember. Now, so today, uh, we're going to uh, talk a little about authority. Now, as you know, um, with God, things are different than they are in the world. So everything in the world has its place. But to God, authority comes from him. No, he is authority. So um, another thing that you're going to learn today is that the Lord is power. So power is the Lord. Now power is not something as you know the world will define it. Uh, true power is God. God is power. The Lord is power. What do we mean? What What does the Bible uh, teach us about power? Well, God created all things through His power. So think about for a moment. Can you add to your height? To your stature? The answer is no. Can you uh, make one of your hairs white? Says the Lord. The answer is no. Can you create a universe? Can you create? The answer is no. Now Jeremiah also will let us know that God tells him that God is the creator. And so uh, it's important to know what true power is, right? So, but let's talk about the holy writings. So not including the apocryphal books. Uh, those are false prophets. They're not prophets from God. Now the only authority, it says in Luke, uh, beginning from Moses and from all the prophets, uh, he, uh, Jesus, you know, Yeshua, the, the Christ, explained explain to them, that is the disciples, in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So the way to study the holy writings is beginning from the prophet Moses all the way to the prophet John, uh, who is in the uh, New Testament. Now, remember that we uh, also clarify that the holy writings don't have, you know, like Old Testament, New Testament. Uh, they don't have chapters. They don't have a verse, whatever, uh, because those things only uh, bring confusion to your mind. Uh, man invented these things to uh, create a way, a method of themselves uh, to try to understand the holy writings, but uh, or to try to find, you know, a portion in the writings. Well, I mean, I got news for you. You need to study the holy writings. You need to read them. <laughs> At least 
you need to read the holy writings. And you should have, you know, studied them many times over. But remember, it is not you who will understand them. It is God, the Holy Spirit, that will open your mind and give you that understanding. But the way to study the holy writings is to begin with uh, Moses, who is a prophet. Uh, See, Jesus didn't say, you know, I'm going to begin explaining to you from uh, the book of Genesis and the book of Exodus. Uh, God doesn't teach like that. So God's teaching is different. So he says, you know, his uh, testimony is what the prophets said to the people that God told the prophets. And so Jesus uh, brings that and tells the, uh, the, his disciples uh, what those prophets said concerning him, concerning the Messiah, you know, the Christ, Jesus. So when you study the Holy Writings, you cannot pick a portion that you like and try to compare it with some other portion that you like. That's not how you study the Holy Writings. See, you compare biblical truth or uh, truth with other truth within the Holy Writings. But the one who guides you to that truth is God himself. So it's not you. It's not some sort of method that you invented, you know, to to do it. That is just deceiving yourself. You know, and remember, remember the mind, the heart is deceitful. It is, really, indeed, it is. And so if we didn't have the holy writings, we would deceive ourselves or someone else would deceive you. Or, you know, falling heavenly beings will deceive you, as they have, you know, throughout, you know, human history or existence on this planet. I don't like to use the word history because then you start thinking history as in the world. But in the holy writings, you will find references to events that happened in the past. And some people may refer to that as biblical uh, history, but uh, I don't use history, the word history, I just use, you know, a reference to an event that happened in the past. Because then if you want to employ a method, you know, that is used in the world to validate uh, either a document, historical document, uh, is different. You see, uh, God has his ways. God knows us. He created us. Uh, He knows about evil. He didn't create evil. Uh, Evil has nothing to do with God. God has nothing to do with evil. But he knows. And so uh, he knows our hearts. And our hearts are deceitful. They can um, be deceived. Or you yourself can deceive yourself. So remember, so when you study the Holy Scriptures, the authority is God. It is not a priest, it is not a pastor, it is, it is not a group of people. Uh, that's just nonsense, right? It's, it's the holy writings. In other words, you know, the one who inspired the prophets, and that is God the Holy Spirit. So God the Holy Spirit is the only authority. You know, the one between God and us is Jesus. Uh, Jesus the Christ. Now, he is the one that... Uh, intermediates between God 
in us. No one else. No. But remember, just because God sends a prophet that he says is a true prophet, it doesn't mean that there are going to be false prophets, uh, false teachers, and they have an abundance of false prophets and false teachers. The reason is because, I mean, they know God speaks through a prophet, so uh, they'll try to get in there. You know, they try to masquerade themselves as prophets sent by God, but God didn't send them. And so there are curses for those people, you know, that God will deal with them directly because uh, God didn't speak to them. And so this is the things that you have to be uh, remind, uh, mindful of. You know, God uh, does speak through a prophet. Okay. So if I, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, testifies about myself, my witness is not valid. It is another who testifies about me. I know that the testimony uh, which he testifies about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified the truth. Uh, you'll find that in John. Now you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. Now and these are they which testify about me. But you are not willing to come to me so that you may have life. I do not accept glory from people. But I know you, that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. Now, the love of God is God the Holy Spirit. See, love is not a concept and it's not an abstract or an idea. It is a being. And you cannot explain God. I mean, if you could explain God, you would be a God. And God says that there is only one God. So, but he tells you this thing so that you can realize that he is God and you are not. So, what he's saying is, uh, you, don't, you do not have the love of God in your hearts. Is You don't have God the Holy Spirit in your minds. Remember, the heart is the mind. Is not the one that pumps the blood. That is just an organ that the uh, medical field in the world, you know, the sciences in the world, they call heart the one that pumps the blood. But for God, the heart is the mind. Remember that. So I have come in my Father's name, and your hearts are not open to me. So their minds. If another comes with no other authority but himself, you will give him your approval. How can you have faith if you receive glory from one another and don't seek the glory that comes from the only God? Now that's in John. Um, so this is, uh, this is vital to understand. So basically what Jesus is saying is very simple truth. Uh, simple in the way that uh, you're able to pick up quickly. You know, and these things, remember, if you leave by the truth that you understand at first, and if you put it to practice, then God will give you more truth, more light. If you don't, you're not going to understand this. This is just how it is in the spiritual world, in the spiritual things where God is the one who governs. Now, you... Uh, remember that, right? So, 
your hearts, your minds are not open to me. But if another one comes with no other authority but himself, you will give him your approval. So how can you have faith if you receive glory from one another and don't seek the glory that comes from the only God? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now the same was in the beginning with God. All things came into existence through Him, and without Him nothing was. As John, no, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. So every scripture is inspired by God, and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Uh, Paul writes his things, inspired by God, indeed a man, now but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father, God the Father, will send in my name, he, God the Holy Spirit, will teach you all things and will remind you of all that I said to you. John writes, Indeed, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So the holy writings don't need the approval of anyone. See, it is God who decides who is a prophet. It is God who decides what message he wants to deliver to his people. Now, this is... Uh, very vital because if you don't remember this or at least with me I'll remind you but uh, if you drift off away from from this truth you're going to be deceived and you'll come to know that you are deceiving yourself but if you continue to go on that path you will believe the lie that you know it was a lie because re you rejected the truth in other words what God tells you what God says is the truth. Now, when you scrutinize the holy writings, it means that you need to read the entire writings from Prophet Moses all the way through John. Now, you might be thinking that's, that's a lot to read, that's a lot to study. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, that's what God makes you responsible for. See, this is your territory. This is what God says you ought to hear. You ought to hear what the prophet says. That is the prophets from God. Because God only speaks through a prophet. So, when you hear uh, the voice of the Lord is, uh, in essence, to obey what God is telling you to do. Now, when you scrutinize the holy writings, and, you know, uh, the very minimal is to scrutinize the sacred writings in its entirety. You know, the sacred writings, uh, some people call it the Old Testament, uh, containing uh, 39 books, and the sacred writings of the New Testament, 27 books, so a total of 66 books. And, of course, not including the apocryphal books, which are not inspired by God. Uh, none of those people are prophets from God. They are false prophets. And the reason you get to realize this is because God tells you 
how to know who is a prophet from God. So he tells you. Uh, it will be impossible for you to know uh, without God telling you, you know, how to identify a false prophet. Uh, in other words, someone who God didn't send uh, to you. Now, scrutinizing the holy writings is to see Jesus throughout the scriptures. That is, uh, from what the prophet Moses wrote all the way, you know, to what the prophet John wrote in the uh, uh, what's known as the New Testament. Uh, to see the sequences and how each message connects from one prophet to another prophet. Um, and then how in its entirety, from Moses to John, how those messages uh, correlate and interrelate with one another. Now, of course, it is not the book itself, nor the books themselves, but what the prophet says that God told him. So the emphasis is not in the prophet either. You know, it's not about what type of cloth the prophet was wearing. Uh, was he sitting down or was he standing up? Was he up in the mountain? Was he sleeping? This is not about the prophet. This is about God. You know, what God is going to do and God is not going to do anything unless he reveals that to his prophet. That's what he says to us. The way we have assurance that God will do uh, only after he has told us. Uh, he will not do unless he tells us. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful, right? I mean, think about it. I mean, the creator of all things, the, the one and only God, uh, will let you know what he'll do before he does it. <laughs> okay. So, of course, remember, so the apophrical books don't, don't come into play here. So, uh, the center of the holy writings is uh, Jesus of Nazareth, you know, who is the Christ. So, the holy writings are not books for books. It's, it's a being, you know, it's God himself. So it's about God, the Lord. Uh, they're not about philosophies. They're not theologies. They're not uh, scientific documents. They are not uh, the things of the world. You know, the Holy Writings is about God, the true God. So it's a being. So that's why Jesus says, I am the truth. So whatever I tell you, that's what it means, is truth. Now you're going to learn what that really means when men fall in sin. Because by disobedience, you know, God told them not to eat of a treat, uh, the fruit of a treat. Uh, but they disobeyed God and they ate. So there's no concepts and ideas here. Um, this is just how, you know, in the world things uh, happen. You know, people... Uh, have an abstract idea, you know, and it becomes an ideology, and then they come up with uh, concepts, you know, how to conceptualize what they're thinking. Uh, this is in the world, right? And the things of the world will perish, and, and nobody will care in the new world. <laughs> so, so it's about time you you pay attention to what really matters, you know, in the holy scriptures, is 
is Jesus, you know, Jesus of Nazareth, the true God, you know, Yeshua, uh, Michael the Archangel. You know, Michael the Archangel is Jesus to the heavenly beings. Uh, Jesus is to us uh, and to the heavenly beings. Uh, he is Michael. So he is the Archangel. There is only one Archangel, and that is Jesus, that is the uh, Commander-in-Chief of the Holy Host. So, uh, the Anointed One, you know, has another name that Jesus has. So, the uh, God the Holy Spirit inspired the writers of the Holy Writings. Now, don't think of the prophets as writers as in the world. You know, as somebody writes, you know, whatever they want to write, and they, and they call themselves writers. Uh, this is different. So, this is a message that God sends to you through a prophet. So the, the holy writings are not, you know, the prophets are not writers. <laughs> okay. Now, just to give you some sort of uh, a way, you know, to study the holy writings and to read them, uh, you could scrutinize the entire uh, sacred writings by reading three hours per day uh, for 30 days straight. You know, so in 30 days, you would have read at least read the entire holy writings from prophet Moses all the way through prophet John. If you choose to do it, you know, I mean, we've, we've read and we've studied the holy writings uh, so many times that I lost track. But it's not by how many times you read it or you study that you come to understand. It doesn't work like that. See, it is God, the Holy Spirit, that opens your mind, and it's God, the Holy Spirit, that gives you the understanding. That is just the only way. But you can begin by reading, you know, at least three hours a day uh, for 30 days straight. You would have read the Holy uh, Writings in its entirety. Or if you read one hour, you know, for 90 days uh, straight. Uh, but you need to begin with Moses. Now, Moses is the first prophet uh, that you encounter in the Holy Writings. Uh, you cannot begin with the book of Revelations and then go to Psalms and then go to Jeremiah and then go to uh, Matthew and then go to Genesis. Uh, that is just a whole mess. You do not study the Holy Writings like that. You need to go to the beginning. Always you have to go to the beginning. Uh, that's how intelligence works, actually. And even in the world. <laughs> so you have to start in the beginning. In the beginning, and that's why it says, and, that, uh, and that's why God says through uh, Moses, his prophet, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So it is not where you will like it to begin. So let's say you you like a particular psalms and you want to read that psalm every day and then you say you're meditating in that psalm and your meditation is whatever you think of it uh, that is deceiving yourself uh, that is basically you rejecting the way God tells you to do something so there is a main difference here and remember that we said uh, in the beginning that you're learning now that God is power that the Lord is power the power is the Lord power through power is not something that you can take away from God 
And so it is with God endowing his beings. You know, when God created Lucifer, he endowed Lucifer, he endowed all heavenly beings. And no one can steal anything from no one because it is God who gives those things. You cannot acquire these things. It is God who gives. So when God gives to a being endowments that are for that being, they cannot be taken away. They belong to that being. This is how God decides it. So this is why when you uh, study the holy writings, you see that it does matter who the prophet is because God says, this is my prophet. And God also says, I only speak to my prophet. Uh, so there are differences uh, differences uh, in, in that respect. So three hours, 30 days, one hour, 90 days, uh, you would have read at least, you know, read the Holy Writings. Uh, that is our territory. This is what God has given us. This is what God makes you responsible for reading. Now, um, so and, and then you begin with uh, Prophet Moses all the way through uh, Prophet John uh, in the uh, New Testament. Also remember that uh, the Holy Writings were not written with chapters and verses. Uh, these things come to be a block in your understanding of the Holy Writings. Do not use chapters and verses. Uh, some people use them because, let's say you're not too familiarized with the Holy Writings and you don't know where something is. Well, you have to read it. You know, you have to read the Holy Writings from beginning to end. And Jesus is the beginning and Jesus is the end. So the first of everything is Jesus and the last of everything is Jesus. So you need to get used to that thing, right? Uh, there is no created being that is the first or the last. Jesus is the first. Uh, Jesus is the last of everything. You know, the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. So you begin in the beginning. And the beginning in the Holy Writings is with Moses. Through all the prophets. All the way to John. Um, who... Arise, uh, the revelation of Christ. Now, you repeat this as many times as you want. So once you complete it, to at least you know, uh, reading the scriptures from Genesis, uh, the name of the book. But uh, hopefully, uh, if you stay with me, you're gonna learn that is not the book. It is not the name of the book. It is not Old Testament, New Testament. It is what the prophet says. So it is Moses, the prophet, uh, Joshua. Uh, even though some uh, some writings you you'll come to know that um, it's it's difficult to know who wrote them, but you have to remember that you know God speaks through a prophet. So a prophet wrote the books. They are couple of them that you you have to use uh, the Holy Scriptures to understand, you know, who said that. Because it's important, remember, I mean, God wouldn't give you something just because uh, he'll give you something. He says that he speaks through a prophet. So you have to know who the prophet was. And then even Jesus, 
with his disciples, you know, he says that uh, beginning from Moses all the way through all the prophets, he uh, gave them understanding. So isn't that something beautiful? Huh? So you do have time. Uh, think about it. 30 days, 3 hours per day, or 90 days, you know, 1 hour per day. Uh, we are going to study, you know, the uh, prophets in its entirety uh, here, and you can do it with me. Uh, the only difference is that we'll, we're going to take some time. And the reason is because uh, I'm going to do it like God teaches that we do it. So comparing truth with a spiritual truth. So one is spiritual truth with another is spiritual truth. A little bit from over here, a little bit from over there, you know, within the scriptures. And so this is the way that God uh, opens our understanding. Now, now remember, this is not about inquiring. So we're not inquiring yet. This is only reading the scriptures. So if you want to read the scriptures, uh, you can do it in 30 days if you read at least three hours and uh, or 90 days if you read at least one hour per day. I would, you know, encourage you to do it because you have to know him. I mean, you have to know your territory. You have to know uh, the holy writings like the back and the front of your hands, you know, if if you have them. So if you are a person with disability, you know, whatever you know, I'm saying it's just a way to express the importance of you to get to understand the holy writings. Uh, in fact, now there's so many ways now you know that people can have access to the holy writings. You can listen to them. Uh, you can uh, uh, purchase you know other uh, whatever. Um, uh, buy a Bible. You know, read it from. Uh, a Bible itself, you know, listen to it, uh, whichever way you choose to do it, but you have to read it. You know, I, I'll suggest to read them. <laughs> uh, there, there, there is actually some truth in why you have to read stuff rather than listen to it. Uh, you could do it. I mean, you could listen to it and, and read it, uh, but reading is... It's something to do with the way, you know, God uh, communicates. But uh, remember, the prophet did, didn't get a book from God. Uh, he heard what God said, and then he wrote it. So this is called to scrutinize the holy writings, is to see the connection between the messages of one prophet to another prophet. And this is what Jesus uh, taught the disciples. You know, he opened uh, their minds, and then he brought, to them and understanding. So, and then we move into inquiring the holy writings. Now, to inquire the holy writings is different. Now, typically in the world, when you inquire something, you ask questions. And remember, in the world, you operate like that. You know, you ask questions and then you uh, push for more questions, you know, to try to get answers. Uh, this is just how it works in the world. Now, you have to ask questions. Now, with God, is different. But you asking a question and trying to answer that question by uh, a method that you come up with, uh, thinking that it's going to give you an answer, is just deceiving yourself. Now, remember, uh, Jeremiah, God tells him 
that the heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly corrupt. Who can know it? The only one that can read our minds is God. Uh, he's the only one that can read the mind. I mean, I can read the intention, uh, but I, you know, only God can read the minds. Nobody else. And so uh, there's no method that you can do or come up with. Uh, there are some things that God teaches you uh, through Moses, his prophet, you know, about the uh, conduct and customs of the people. You know, why people do certain things. But it has nothing to do with uh, how in the world, you know, certain sciences uh, may study uh, the human conduct. This is separate. Okay, so God uh, doesn't employ any human wisdom, any human knowledge, any human whatever. Okay, you have to get that across your mind. You know, between your eyebrows. You know, just remember. <laughs> so, so do not deceive yourself and do not be deceived. Now, so when you... Let me go back here. So we try. So when you inquire, uh, you come before God with a meek and humble heart. Uh, we went over this, you know, on, on a previous uh, session. And then God also teaches you, and uh, God teaches that truth in Matthew, you know, through Prophet Matthew, uh, who is a disciple. So God is our uh, uh, God, Jesus, you know, Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, who is our king, uh, the only king, the only majesty. Um, so Jesus is humble and meek. You cannot by yourself become meek, neither humble in heart. See, humbleness and meekness is not something that you wear. It's not something that you have. It's something that God gives to you. But you must ask of God. To be meek, gentle, is to be able to be led by God. Not by any other being. You know, not by a government, not by uh, whoever in the world. You know, it's only God who can guide you. Because you were created by God. So he teaches you. And then if you are meek, it means that you will follow his teachings. It means that you will follow him. You know, the Lord. Only the Lord. The true Lord. You know, not people who think of themselves as, as God or, you know, and then they die. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So. Gentle, you know, to, to become gentle is not something that you can do by yourself. To be humble is not something that you can do by yourself, uh, lowly in heart. That means that you know that God is God and you are a created being. So uh, that's what it means to be lowly in heart. You do not think of yourself as being God. Okay, so that's in the mind. See, the heart that pumps the blood according to the science of medicine in the world, you know, that one doesn't think. The one that does the thinking and the reasoning is the mind. And so the mind is deceitful. Remember that. 
And, and thank God because he has given us so much beautiful truth through his prophets so that you do not deceive yourself and so that you're not deceived by others and you're not deceived by falling, uh, by falling heavenly beings. So you use that approach. Uh, we covered these on our previous uh, session. Uh, and then the way to uh, interpret the holy writings is uh, the holy writings interpret themselves. Uh, what is meant by that is that you cannot read a portion of the holy writings and think to yourself, this is what it means. This is you deceiving yourself. This is you fooling yourself. You're thinking that's what it may mean, but that's not what it is. You see, you do not study the holy writings. Let's say, for example, if you hear the word, um, just for the sake of an example, if you see the word, the word, uh, what do, what can I use so that you can get this? Let's see, help me, Lord. So let's say you use the the word door or chair. You know, it's just the word chair, and you you see the word chair in the holy writings uh, or a window, and then you're thinking to yourself, well, this is a window. And this is what it means. And then if you focus in the chair or the window or the door, because in your mind that's important because you think you found something, because you think you have a connection that you make, uh, that is fooling yourself. Uh, that is not the way to interpret the holy writings. So the way to interpret the holy writings is comparing a truth, a spiritual truth, within a spiritual truth. Uh, that is the only way. And the only one that can teach you that is God the Holy Spirit. So if you do not let the Bible speak by itself and in the holy writings, then you're going to come up with another uh, doctrine. You know, you're going to come up with other commandments that God didn't uh, uh, set. You know, it's basically you trying to put words in God's lips, and God does not like that at all. Uh, he has curses for those people who, you know, dare go into that area. But that's really, you know, inquiring. So remember the difference between in inquiring uh, and spiritual things. Uh, you do not come up with a method to understand by asking. In the world, you have to ask. You, know, you have to ask. You have more questions and more questions until you get your answers. Now, with God, is different. Uh, you don't learn by asking. Uh, you learn by, you know, hearing from God what the truth is. Uh, there's a huge differences between uh, spiritual uh, matters and things of the world. Now, when you meditate in God's direct express commands, laws, ordinances, statutes, and uh, anything that God no, it speaks uh, that comes out of his mouth. Uh, meditating um, with God is it's different than in the world. You know, you have different religions and uh, 
people who come call themselves spiritual leaders, uh, whatever. Uh, we're not talking about any of that. So that's out in the world. The way God teaches you to meditate is that you constantly have fresh in your mind his commands, you know, his ordinances. That is the only meaning of meditation with God. Meditating with God does not require that you sit in a given posture, that you are standing up and pointing one arm to the east and the other one to the west, uh, or lifting one leg and holding it with your right arm. <laughs> so it, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, meditating, it means that you have fresh in your mind the commands of God. For example, you know, God says uh, to keep his Sabbath, you know, the holy day, uh, the seventh day. So that is really, you know, what, what God uh, means by meditating. So, for I have given you, for I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done. Take my yoke on you and learn from me. What you'll find is people don't want to learn from God. You know, people don't want to listen to what God has to say. They don't care. They don't want to learn. But they want you to learn from them. And you're going to find that this is the irony of, you know, of life, sinful life. They don't want to listen to God, but they want you to listen to them. Isn't that something, right? <laughs> so, and so this is the irony of life, you know. Uh, limited, finite beings. And in sin, which is even worse, uh, not even the heavenly beings that didn't you know, commit sin, uh, the ones that, that stayed loyal with God, not even them are all knowing. The only one that is all knowing is God Himself. You know that's why He's called the Lord. Uh, but then you find people that don't want to listen to the Lord, but they want you to listen to them, and to do what they want you to do. Uh, ridiculous, right? Yeah, no. I mean, we only obey God. You know, God speaks, and then we obey. Now, obeying God is not something bad. It's actually good. You see, God is good. And you probably think of yourself uh, or some of the people as being good people, but you're going to learn that the only one that is good is God. You know, the mind is deceitful. Uh, that's what the Lord teaches. That's what the Lord told the prophets. That's what the prophets wrote in the Holy Writing. So when you read it, is as though God is telling you. And that's why when you come before the Lord, you need to ask of God to give you a meek and humble heart. So what do I mean by that? So, uh, for example, uh, we're going to begin with a prayer, you know, going forward. And the prayer goes like this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his, make his face uh, shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you 
and give you peace. Our beloved Father, who art in heavens, hallowed be thy name. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who intervened for us, hallowed be your name. And God the Holy Spirit, who lives in us and all around us, holy be your name. Uh, we ask you in this a moment to give us a gentle and humble heart so that we may be guided to your truth and so that we may be given the power to do your will. In the name of Jesus the Christ, amen. Now, you're probably thinking, you know, that sounds pretty straightforward and precisely that's how it is with God. Uh, that's all you need to do to ask Him. Of course, you have to believe, you know, but belief is not something as the world will define it. It's something that God defines Himself. So all of the meanings of the truth that God has for you, those meanings are in the holy writings themselves. All right, so... We're going to be wrapping this up for today. Uh, the final thing is your personal testimony. So, uh, what do I mean? So, he says in the Holy Scriptures, uh, Paul writes, but let a man examine himself. So, you have to be truthful to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. You know, you have to be truthful to yourself. Uh, we don't go into honesty. You know, God teaches about being truthful. Now, if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Paul writes, So I find that the law, that when I want to do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see a different law in my members, waging war against the law, of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus the Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the Lord of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. So you need to examine yourself, you know, how God is doing uh, his work in you. What's impossible for mere human beings, that is, mortals, is possible for God. Look, rise. Give me your heart, that is your mind, my son, and let your eyes Observe my ways. Proverbs. So God asks of you to give him your mind. And he will give you a new mind. A new heart. Uh, you're going to learn this you know, beautiful truth uh, later down. But I'm, I'm giving you um, what God teaches. And this is part of the ministry. So you wouldn't be able to do this you reading the Bible on your own. Uh, this is only given by God. Uh, 
So personal living testimony means that you need to examine yourself. You know, God, Jesus, not Jesus of Nazareth is our only example. So you look upon him. Now he is perfect. He did not commit sin, not even with his thoughts, you know, in his mind. Uh, that is impossible for any, you know, falling human being. But what's impossible for us is possible with God. Because God can do all things. Because God is power. The Lord is power. Power is the Lord. True power. Think of it for a moment. If you have the ability to see, that is, if you have sight, the ability to hear, that is, you know, the hearing, the sense of hearing. So those things, you didn't acquire them. They were given to you. The same is with you becoming humble, and the same goes with you becoming meek. These things are impossible for you to obtain. It is only God, the Holy Spirit, that gave those things to you. And he wants to give them to you freely. But you need to ask. Now, there are things that you need to do so that God gives them to you. And he tells you. And those things that he asks of you to do are things that you can do. But you cannot, by yourself, become meek. And you cannot, by yourself, become humble. That is just, uh, uh, it's impossible. So then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So this is where being by yourself means personal living testimony. Uh, something different than how it's done in the world. You know, what God teaches you is that the Word of God becomes a living uh, testimony in you. And so Jesus, you know, of Nazareth, Yeshua, uh, the Lord, the Christ, was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, remember, the devil is not a philosophy, it's not a concept, it's not an idea. Uh, that is, you know, uh, a false teaching. No, a false teaching. It's not from God. It comes from the devil himself. So the devil, it's a being. Now, he was given the name of the devil, which means the adversary, the one that goes against God uh, by God himself. You know, it's also called the old serpent or the dragon. Uh, I mean, the true dragon. I mean, you're going to hear uh, a country or people calling themselves dragon, but uh, uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is a reason why Lucifer is called a dragon. Um, and, and, and that's why, I mean, only God gives meaning to whatever he explains and whatever he wants you to know as being revealed by God himself. So that's what God has for us. So that's for us. The things that he hasn't revealed belongs to him. And there are mysteries, but those mysteries are beyond human understanding, are beyond heavenly being understandings because we are finite beings. God is infinite, but we are finite. We are 
very tiny, tiny, tiny speck, you know, in the universe, but uh, even the whole Earth, right? But we think of ourselves too much sometimes. Well, that is being uh, deceived by yourself. So Lucifer, the devil, now when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus, he was hungry afterward. Now the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he, uh, Jesus, answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now if you want to be victorious in your daily living, you need to ask God to give you of his Holy Spirit. Uh, this is another beautiful truth that you're going to learn down the road, but I'm telling you because God uh, teaches that in the Holy Writings. So God, the Holy Spirit in you, and that is to have the love of God in your mind, and that is when God says that he is giving you a new heart, a new mind, uh, that he will take away your heart of stone and will give you a heart of flesh, meaning soft, so that you can be guided by God, so that you decide to follow God. You see, God calls not leaders, but followers. I mean, the true God. Uh, and remember, this is in the uh, spiritual uh, uh, world, the spiritual things, uh, God, you know, what, what God created. So uh, there are no leaders in God's uh, reign, in God's uh, creation. Uh, only God is the supreme being, God himself. You know, there is no one above God. And this is why he is the only authority. No one can tell God what to do or how to do something. And this is what you'll come to know uh, down the road, uh, at least with me here, that God teaches that God is the one who decides what to do, how to do it, and who's going to do it. Whoever wants to change any of this, God calls it evil. So evil is not Lucifer. You know, Lucifer manifested evil in his doing, the way he conducted himself, the way he became to uh, do, you know, but that was in his mind. So how did he become evil? Well, evil is not something that you can understand, but the manifestation of evil, yes, you see it, but you still don't understand why uh, someone who got created perfect in all his ways, uh, became evil. That is beyond human understanding. I mean, you, you have to be God to understand that. And only God knows those things. And they're outside our understanding. But the manifestation of evil, it's sin. And this is what God tells you. You know, this is called sin. When you see it. <laughs> so, all right, so... It is written, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city. Uh, he set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning 
and with their hands they will lift you up so that you do so that you will not strike your foot against stone now Jesus said to him once again it is written you are not to put the Lord your God to the test again the devil took him to an exceedingly high mountain uh, before we get into that one so the third thing is now remember this is a Jesus of Nazareth being tempted by the devil he wasn't being tempted by an idea or a concept or an abstract uh, that is just garbage right that's garbage that's in the world it does not belong in the holy writings so Lucifer who is the manifestation of evil and sin as the uh, heavenly beings that uh, betray God and uh, united themselves with Lucifer in his rebellion in heaven uh, that God calls evil you know to go against what he has commanded how he wants to do it and who will do it if you go against that God says that's evil uh, and you think about it I mean in the most simple way you know God is all-knowing how can some being that was created know all things I mean that's just impossible right I mean that's um, that's what sin is you know it makes you believe things that are not true and the truth is what God tells you so in the world you know people may define truth differently and uh, uh, we're gonna get into that also uh, because you see uh, the truth is important and so Jesus teaches us uh, teaches us that he is the truth you know God is truth God is power uh, but let's go back to this thing here so the devil took him to an exceedingly high mountain and show him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to him I will give you all these things if you throw yourself to the ground and worship me now then Jesus said to him go away Satan for it is written you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only that is Matthew who writes this so are we beginning uh, are we begin are we beginning again to comment ourselves or do we need us as do some um, let's say a letter of recommendation uh, to you or from you you are our letter written in our hearts remember heart is the mind is not a feeling and it's not an emotion so God is not about feelings or emotions I mean you have them he gave us to us you know have a feeling and emotion but the mind controls you know governs the body the mind governs our feelings our emotions uh, when you are guided by God of course you don't just react you know you don't just act the mind so this is what Paul is saying in Corinthians now in our hearts known and read by all men being revealed that you are a letter of Christ a minister by us written not with ink but with the Holy Spirit of the Living God not in tablets of stone but in tablets that are hearts of flesh 
Now, Paul is making references to what God said to a prophet, right? So we're going to stop right here, but uh, I would like you to uh, understand that uh, Paul, the disciples, uh, Jesus, uh, made reference to the prophets. They do not make, and they didn't make any references to uh, any scientist, any philosopher, uh, and there were people already in those days who did, you know, uh, things of the sciences, uh, things of the um, underworld, or quote unquote, you know, the uh, 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 spiritual in 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 the other sense. But there's only one spiritual way that is. You know, God is spirit. So um, remember to scrutinize, to inquire, to meditate, and to leave a personal uh, testimony. It's something that you will learn throughout the Holy Scriptures. Um, let me begin today with the beginning of the uh, holy writings, and then we're gonna um, uh, come back the next time and continue to writing the holy script. Uh, continue to not writing, but to uh, study in the holy scriptures um, until we finish with prophets, uh, with the prophet uh, uh, John. So when you open the holy writings, remember you need to open them. You need to, like if you were approaching God, and you need to ask God to give you a meek and a humble heart. Uh, Only God can give you that. And the reason is because your mind will reject God's messages because of sin. We do not understand sin, but God tells us that when you reject His commands, when you reject what He wants to do, how he wants to do it, and who he decides to do it with, that is evil, that is sin. When you think of yourself more than what God has given you, meaning when you think of yourself as a God, that you think you are a God, then that's deceiving yourself. So knowing this, we ask the Holy Spirit, you know, that's something that God teaches us, we need to ask him to give us of his Holy Spirit so that he can give us a meek and humble humble heart. And also, it is God the Holy Spirit that will open our mind and give us understandings, comparing a spiritual truth with a spiritual truth. Not comparing a window to a window, a chair to a chair, uh, a door to a door. I mean, that is just uh, nonsense. No. I mean, that is if you were to want to give a message of yourself, but under the masquerade of God. You know, In other words, you're using God to do your own will. And there is a condemnation from God when you do those things. So anyhow, anywho, uh, I'm opening the scriptures, and it reads in the first writings of Moses. And remember, Moses is not a writer, as you will find writers 
in the world. Moses is a prophet, and he's writing what God told him to write. So, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was on the surface of the deep, and God's Spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters. So, that God created all things is not something that a human being postulated. So, uh, remember, evolution is a theory that a man postulated. No? But uh, that God created all things into existence, no man has come up with a theory you know, uh, of you know, uh, creation no? or creationism. Uh, there is no such a theory that is a false narrative. You know, no one uh, came up by, by themselves. You know, no man said God created all things. It was God Himself who said that through a prophet. So don't invent. God is the one who says that He created all things. There is no such a thing as a theory of uh, creationism. There is a theory of evolution that men postulated, uh, which doesn't hold to be truthful. In other words, uh, intelligence tells you uh, that's not truth. I mean, it's it's just like a like a story for kids. But anyhow, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, think for a moment. Can you come up with a method to conceptualize and try to understand how God created all things into existence? Into existence. The answer is no, but but you can try. I mean, you're you're free to do it. I'm just telling you <laughs> what God teaches. This is beyond. I mean, even imperfection. You know, no being, no created being uh, can understand these things. This is beyond understanding. And so God is the one that needs to tell us that he created all things. He created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. So the heavens didn't, you know, become into existence by themselves. The earth didn't form by itself. You know, the earth wasn't just dust of molecules that were gradually over the billions of years gathering together. And so out of thin air, you know, that dust came. That is just not what God teaches. You know, I mean, and, and again, you know, you are free in the world to come up with your uh, little story. But the true God, the one that created all things, uh, he is the one that tells you that he is the one that created the heavens and the earth. Uh, he's just informing you. He's telling you. Uh, there is no concept or an idea here. And he's telling you through a prophet. And the prophet that he brought into existence, that he himself created, to tell you that he is the one that created all things. So we'll continue the next time, but... Uh, we, we've covered a lot today, but we'll remind you as we continue to study the holy writings 
Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And we'll see you the next time.